Hello and welcome to Mirror Fight and Want to Watch. I'm Rich Jones and today I'm joined by heavyweight Nick Campbell, who turned his back on a professional rugby career to try out boxing and has now turned professional, looking to see how far he can go inside the ring. Nick just obviously turned professional, but it sounds like a, a fascinating journey you've had to get to this point. So I just want to go right back from the start, really. Um, yeah, what, so obviously growing up in Scotland, I'm guessing, what, what was life like for you sort of growing up? And um, yeah, I guess rugby was the, the first sporting passion, was it? Football, believe it or not, is my first sporting passion. Uh, growing up in Glasgow, either support one or the other team. Uh, it was always my dream to play for Celtic when I was a lad, but I wasn't any good. So <laughs> I ended up turning to rugby. Um, got involved with a local club, Alan Glens. Played through all the age groups with them. Uh, alongside that time, from about nine years old, I did box. I did go to a couple of amateur clubs around the city. Um, but... When rugby started to get a bit more serious when I was 14, I binned, I binned everything and just focused on playing rugby. Went through all the age group systems in Glasgow, Scotland, up to Scotland in their 20s where I played in the World Cup for them. Off the back of that, I got my first contract uh, in the Glasgow Warriors Academy and spent four years, moved on to a full, full-time professional contract with them uh, up until 2013. Went from 2013, signed for Jersey Reds over in the Channel Islands. Um, played four years there, nearly 100 games for them in the English Championship. Then just coming to the end of my last season, I kind of felt <clears throat> I wanted to, you know, scratch the itch. I'd always had a passion for boxing. My grandfather was a professional boxer. My dad boxed when he was younger. It's always a kind of real interest of mine. So I decided to give up rugby and uh, take the plunge and see what happens. Yeah, and you mentioned when you were growing up, you were sort of boxing, amateur boxing clubs, and then obviously the rugby took over. Was it a pretty sort of obvious choice to kind of focus on the rugby at the time? I guess that was the one you were having the most success at. Was it Was it tough to give up boxing at the time, or was it kind of uh, an obvious <coughs> choice? I always loved the sport. I always loved boxing. I used to watch boxing when I was younger. I still obviously watched boxing all through my rugby career. So it's always been something, you know, I've always had a passion for it. I've always been interested in it. But yeah, I suppose it was tough. But just at that time, I mean, you know what amateur boxing can be like. It's not very organised. It depends what club you're at. And I had all this stuff going on. We're going through pathway systems and district systems with rugby. And I suppose, yeah, just, you know, I was kind of excelling in that to a certain extent. Or that's what it looked like I was going to be, I was doing pretty well in. So that was the main reason for it, really. Um, A lot of my friends played rugby and stuff. A lot of my friends boxed as well, but... A lot of my mates and stuff at the time were all playing rugby and uh, it was just, it was it made sense for me at the time just to continue with that. Yeah, and I guess it obviously did go pretty well, the rugby career. Just tell me a bit about, um, you know, some some of the highlights of your career. Obviously playing for Scotland under 20s, you mentioned going to a World Cup with them. That must have been a, a pretty proud moment for you. Yeah, amazing. I mean, I, some of the guys that I played with and that, uh, Richie Gray, who's still a very good mate of mine, he plays for Scotland. He's just been announced in the Six Nations squad for Scotland just now. Um, played alongside him in the second row and we had grown up together playing all the age group stuff then you're in Tokyo and Japan we played Japan in front of 30,000 people um, that was pretty amazing do you know what I mean at that I was only 19 years old at the time so it was quite it was a uh, very awestruck with, with the whole experience obviously when I signed pro with Glasgow my first my debut was actually in Belfast where my manager Mark Dunlop is based now uh, played at the Ravens Craig then, but now the Kingspan Stadium against Ulster for Glasgow. Came off the bench for 20 minutes. The following week, we went down to Leinster. I started, I managed to score a try that game. We ended Leinster's, it was like 27 and 
beaten game streak. So at their ground. So I that was that was a pretty big um big moment in my rugby career, I suppose you could say. Um then obviously I signed for Jersey, where I'm, I still live now. I'm still based in Jersey. That's my that's my residence. Um I've kinda yeah, like I saying the, the interesting thing is as well, I've nearly played a hundred games for them, made loads of you know, I see Jersey as my home now, but if it wasn't for playing rugby in Jersey, I would have never met Mark. Um because Mark used to live in Jersey, I believe, but I think he stayed in Jersey for about twenty years. Um and I met him through a mutual friend over here, um, bumped into one another and got a chance and kind of discussed with him that I was thinking about, you know, chucking the rugby and going for boxing. And he said, Look, we'll go and get as much experience as you can. Uh, you have obviously been a professional athlete all these years, so you know what's required for training and sacrifice and dedication and everything. So I went and <clears throat> done my four years amateur. And then he said, once you've got enough experience, we can have a chat. And then here we are today. So that's a big journey, I suppose, but it's all intertwined and without the rugby, I wouldn't be here. So that's nah, it's cool. It's something different, I suppose. Yeah, how long was it sort of playing on your mind in the latter years of your rugby career? How much were you thinking about, you know, the fact that you had this sort of itch to get back into the ring? I had started actually boxing, um, going to a kind of box, because you obviously you don't train every day, you have a kind of down day, but I, I, I like to keep myself fit. So I had started going to a boxing fitness class, boxing business over in Jersey with Alan, Alan Murray and Ben Murray. Um, and Alan, uh, who's now... A, really really good mate of mine came up to me and he went son you're no bad you know you, you ever thought about it I said well I obviously play I'm a rugby player so kind of that planted the seed a wee bit and then I got into I'd done some sort of more one-on-one stuff with him on my down days just to you know a bit of extra fitness and that was probably about the second last year of my contract then going into the last year of my contract I kind of had fallen out of love with the sport uh, and I kind of ramped up my rugby training a bit uh, my rugby training my boxing training and then I started going up to Ireland twice a week sometimes you know whenever I, if I wasn't playing that weekend or we had a day off I would go up and just do a wee half hour on the pads with them or whatever and it kind of built up to a case of I had a couple of few different offers on the table from different teams uh, another team in England or a team in France Jersey had kind of briefly spoke to me about signing another extension on my contract to stay for five years but I just decided that you know if I was going to do it, I wanted to do it for the right reasons and I kind of lost my spark for the game and I had this real passion to have a go at boxing. When I initially started boxing, even though I had spoke to Mark and everything, my, my goal was just to win a Scottish Championship. It wasn't to do anything else. That was it. I just wanted to try and do that and see where it took me. But obviously it went a wee bit better. It went well. It went good. So Yeah, and what are, the, um, what are the first steps you take then when you sort of... you? obviously the rugby contract ends you sort of decide you're going to go into amateur boxing I mean how do you sort of go about then starting I mean obviously when you box from young you sort of go from the amateurs you go through the ranks but Uh, you just start from from sort of almost from scratch you know in your 20s how does it how did that process begin then to getting into the sort of properly into boxing so there was a obviously I was training with Ben um, and Alan up at boxing business I then started training with uh, Dave London, Ben Harden down at LH Fitness, another gym in uh, Jersey. Ben used to actually box pro. He was re- he was ranked second in England at one point amateur just by Audley Harrison. Dave, pretty similar. He was in the top 10 rankings as well as an amateur. He never turned pro, but started training. They were two big super heavyweights, heavyweights as well. So 
kind of started ramping up my training a bit. Um, I'm from Deniston in Glasgow, so I went and joined Deniston Amateur Boxing Club with Jamie Cunningham, um, who, again, another great mate of mine now, top, top guy. And he entered me through the Scottish kind of, I suppose, boxing pathway, you could call it. And that started off with the Scottish Novice Championships. So I won that. Um, then a couple of months later, had um, Western Districts come up, entered that, and I managed to win that as well. Um, then from there, I went on to Intermediate, went on to the you know Scottish Elite Championships. Then off the back of that, I got selected to be a member of the Scottish Elite Boxing Group, uh, which is based in Bridgeton in Glasgow. And the national setup went away to Russia, Thailand, Lithuania. Um, all around England, all around Scotland, down in Sheffield with Scotland, uh, training with the lads at GB. Um, so I w- went down to a training camp in Brighton last August there, just after the kind of lockdown had lifted. So I got a lot of really good exposure, a lot of really good sparring, you know, in with some of the top top boys in St. Petersburg over in Russia, obviously in with some of the top boys in GB, um, Solomon da- Dacre, uh, Courtney Bennett, Delicious Ori, um, spanning on all these lads and just learning. I mean, they've got a lot more experience than me. I've only, I've only ever had 15 amateur fights, so it was it was good to get that exposure, get kind of fast track to a certain extent. But like I say, when I when I got into this, it, that was never my plan. I never went. Oh, I'm going to become a part of the Scottish national team. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. It just kind of happened, and you just roll with it and go with it and see what it takes you. Yeah, and obviously a few people have sort of, you know, changed sports, stuff like that. I think the one that obviously springs to mind is Curtis Woodhouse giving up his football career and becoming a British champion. And he's sort of, he's been in the news a fair bit because he got his MBE or something recently. And I was watching a thing from the other day where he was talking about how, um, you know, obviously he went from earning good money as a footballer. And obviously you had a, you know, you were a rugby player or had an income from that. And then he sort of went to boxing. Suddenly you've got, you know, camp expenses and it's kind of, he talked about how it was a bit of a struggle financially to begin with. Was it kind of a tough adjustment in in that regard? I mean, it must've been a bit of a risk financially to sort of give up the rugby career to go into boxing at that time. No, definitely. I mean, I I had never really, I had done two years at university prior to getting my full-time, you know, professional contract in rugby, but I'd never really had a proper job, a proper job. Do you know what I mean? I've never, I'd never done that. So, I actually got my personal training qualification. Um, it just kind of made sense with my background and being involved in sport and stuff like that. And it worked quite well around trying to train in different things. I worked in a gym over in Jersey Fitness first. Uh, doing, I actually done some membership stuff for them as well. So I was trying to sell gym memberships and then I was doing a wee bit of my own personal training on the side. Then moved away from that, focused on... Um, working on just doing my personal training over in Jersey, and ah, it's it, it's an adjustment. You know, amateur boxing, there's no money in it um, unless you're a member of the GB squad or something like that, where you get funded. But unless you're in one of these funded programs, it's very much you know relying on yourself to come up with. I'm 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 lucky as well over in Jersey. I've I've got a couple of amazing sponsors, so who've really helped me. Um, biggest one of which is you can see on my top stillage net um, and they've they've been brilliant so they've that's kind of helped as well you know when people get behind you a couple of other local businessmen Eddie Burns and Alexander Burnett really helped um, and it just helps with like costs for going away and trips costs for you know travelling everything so 
Aye, it's, a, it's an adjustment, but it's a struggle. You know, you're not, you, you can't really, you've got to get up and go and you've got to manage your time well. You've got to, aye, it is a real adjustment. Real adjustment. Guess, testament to the, you know, the passion you got for the sport that, you know, obviously you've, you know, stuck with it and, and you know, been enjoying it, even if it was a struggle though. Obviously it seems like you made the sort of right call, the passion for it's still there, even doing it day in, day out, rather than just being a, a thought in the back of your mind. No, well, listen, I never actually, I never got into this for money. That's, you know, things, especially in sport, if you get in it for money, it doesn't normally work out for you. Um, I got in it because I had a passion for it and because I really wanted to try and, you know, challenge myself or test myself to do something else. So, yeah, it was always a passion, first and foremost, it still is. I know I've turned professional in the paid ranks, but it's still not really about the money. I mean, that's all a, that's all a byproduct of being successful in what you do. So... I'm just kind of focused on trying to better myself as much as I can, push myself as much as I can. Hopefully Mark will, you know, put me in the right kind of environments and the right sort of fights to learn and develop. And yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. It's, a ch- it's another challenge again. You know, I've been a professional rugby player. I've been an amateur boxer. Now I'm a professional boxer. It's just something, something again, another challenge, another who knows where it will take us, but... It's all an experience and hopefully in, you know, 20, 30, 40 years time, if I'm still here, I'll be able to sit down and talk to my grandkids about it and tell them a bit about, you know, what was involved and what happened. And uh, it's just, it's exciting. It's a journey and I'm I'm happy that I can kind of live out my dream to a certain, uh, live out my dream to a certain extent and see where it goes. And I guess, you know, the main thing being the sort of uh, lifestyle of being an athlete, but what sort of things do you carry over from the from the rugby career and the rugby background to boxing? What sort of similarities or, or things do you carry through when you make that transition? Yeah, well, I mean, a lot of people kind of question what the... But rugby's a very physical sport. In a lot of aspects, it's a lot more physical than boxing. Um, the training's obviously completely different. Your body type changes because you don't need to be 125 kilos and bench and whatever it is and squat like you don't need to do that so but obviously like you say my body's conditioned to training so I'm used to being up early in the morning out training you know getting my strength and conditioning in getting my cardio and technical training in I'm used to you know what I know what's required and how much time it takes to dedicate yourself to something learn and develop I think as well obviously because I've got that athletic background picking things up is maybe a, not a bit easier, but I understand how my body works. So if somebody's, you know, we're getting technical on how to throw a punch or feet work, or I feel as if I can, you know, get into it a bit easier than somebody who's maybe not got that athletic background. Um, obviously, diet's a massive part of any sport. So I'm pretty clued on when it comes to my nutrition, you know, what I should be eating, when I should be eating it, how much I need of it. And yeah, just like basically, you know what's required to get yourself in shape. And I think that's one of the most important things in boxing. A lot of the time, you know, especially at heavyweight, it's not about, te- you know, who's the technically gifted for some normally, but who's in better condition. So obviously, as you got the levels, then that's different. But especially from, you know, my first sort of 10 fights, it's probably going to be about how conditioned I am and how much I'm taking in at the gym and how well I prepare for them. So I, f- I feel as if I've got enough knowledge and enough prior background and enough history to, to do that. Yeah, and I think you won something like 11 of the 15 amateur fights. I think you got a Scottish uh, Scottish amateur title. What was that, sorry? Something like that, yeah. 10 or 11, yeah. Um, were, you, were you surprised how quickly you picked it up, how much success you had, or were you, once you were in the gym a few times, were you pretty confident? 
Listen, like I say, I box when I was younger, so you know the muscle memory. I still had the, a little bit of the muscle memory. I knew, and I've watched a lot of boxing, so you know yourself when you watch something and you take it in. It's always easy to try and copy that and do that with your. Yeah. So I, I wasn't surprised that I managed to pick it up quickly, but no, I was definitely surprised that you know how how I was able to get in the ring with some lads with so much more experience than me, um, and compete at that. Or, you know compete so yeah I suppose I was surprised to an extent at how it went um, another thing is as well I mean I'm I'm 6 foot 7 and 18 stone and it's a, as they say you know if somebody that size lands one on your chin it's it's not much fun so it was uh, it was good to know that I've got a bit of you know punching power as well and I can hurt people um, in the ring so no, it, was, it was good it was a good experience to get in there and know you could do it know you could throw the punches know you could adapt yourself to a different sport it was I I suppose I was I wouldn't say proud but I had a bit of you know I was happy that I was managed to do it yeah you mentioned there your size and the punching power for you know I guess a lot of people you turn professional we sort of watching you box for the first time what what can people expect when they they see you box for the first time do you think listen I'm obviously enough like I said I've only had 15 fights and I've had four years experience in the sport so my technical ability still go, you know, I'm still developing, I'm still learning, I'm not punch perfect yet, but I'm six foot seven, 18 stone, big reach, like to use my jab, like to impose myself, like to, you know, box, but take it to, to whoever I'm fighting. I don't, I'm not a back foot boxer, I don't like to back box in the back foot or anything like that. I'm not technically flashy or anything like that. It's very much, you know, get in, get your work going, get the jab going, kind of get, try and grind people down. And you touched on earlier some of the trips you went on. I think you said St. Petersburg, a bit of sparring out there, Thailand, Lithuania, stuff like that. I mean, um, yeah, you've certainly got in a few air miles so far. What, what are the sort of memories you got from some of those trips? I imagine some some culture shocks going into some of those gyms and, and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, the, Russia probably is the biggest one. Um, the boy Craig McAvoy, who's the head of the Scottish national team, where... He had his prom performance director. He actually lived over in Russia for a while, so he's got loads of contacts over in St. Petersburg. And um, I was actually surprised at how state they are, all the gyms are. Honestly, like, I'm not outside of Sheffield, I don't think I've been in a better gym um, over in St. Petersburg. So, f first off, you know, that was a bit of a shock. You kind of think Russia is going to be like Rocky Four, but it's not. They're, they're ahead of the curve in a lot of aspects compared to some of the gyms in the UK. Um, and then obviously I was inspiring a, a couple of their, you know, the top boys in St. Petersburg. The boy Vlad, I can't remember his name. I don't want to pronounce it in case I embarrass myself. It's Vlad Murabin. Vlad. And uh, aye, anyway, he was the Russian under 23 champion. I think I got about 15 rounds in with him the first time I was there. So it was, aye, it was a shock to the system because these boys are technical and they're big as well. They're not... They're not kind of blown up heavyweights, they're proper super heavyweights. So it was an experience. Um, obviously, some of the camps I've been on as well, like Thailand was a conditioning camp. So, you know, it was fantastic over there with the weather, the heat, the humidity, and you were in training every day, going to different gyms. And just, yeah, do you know what? It just sets you up for what comes later down the line. I mean, I was used to it to a certain extent from rugby traveling and getting your head in the game and different things but it's just a different environment and stuff and just yeah you, you never know you could be fighting abroad and stuff like that and it might be a culture shock and you just need to adapt it straight away so that was amazing learning experience 
And any regrets that you you didn't sort of focus on the boxing a bit earlier, or pleased with the way you've where you've gone about it? I, yeah, do you know what? Like I feel like I said at the beginning of the interview, I think if it wasn't for rugby, I wouldn't be here now. I probably wouldn't be having an interview with you if I hadn't played rugby. So I've got a lot to thank rugby for. Do you know what I mean? Like I I spent eight years, made some amazing friends, some friends for life. Um, some amazing experiences, met a lot of interesting people, made a lot of contacts and stuff like that. And like I say, I wouldn't have met my manager, Mark, had I not been playing in Jersey at the time or living in Jersey. Um, made all these contacts that I've managed to make. So, uh, you know, you could say, oh, I regret not, but nah, like I think that's it's fate. So that's just the way it's worked out. And I'm, I wouldn't change it. I wouldn't change it now. I'm quite happy with how, how everything's went and I'm, I'm proud of what I've managed to achieve so far. Hopefully we can achieve a wee bit more. Yeah, and obviously turning professional, you say you didn't get in it for, for the money at all and obviously you've come into the, the game quite late. Do you feel a little bit like kind of the, the pressure's off really? You can, you know, I, I guess no one's expecting someone who came into the sport so late to to go on to achieve an awful lot, but you, you've come quite a long way so far. Does it feel kind of, are you putting pressure on yourself or is it kind of the pre- pressure's off going into the professional game? There's no pressure. There's absolutely zero pressure. Um the only pressure I put on myself is to perform and to train hard and to better myself. But in terms of pressure of what people expect, you know, I've I've already seen from some of the interviews and stuff, I've done some of the comments and it just, you know, it's brilliant. Like, it's just fuel at the fire. Um, but no, I, I know not that many people probably expect anything of me. So it's just my job to give them a shock in it and see what we can do. So that's brilliant. I don't put any pressure on myself. I said to Mark, or Mark said to me that, there's never actually been a Scottish, British or Commonwealth heavyweight champion at pro. And obviously being a professional boxer now, you've got I think you've got to anybody, any boxer, any professional boxer, when they first get into it, it's got to have aspirations of one day being able to compete at that level. I know the type of boys who are mixing at that level now are, you know, they're not far away from world level. So I don't expect it to be easy and I don't expect it to be something that, you know, happens in the next year or two years but it's something that I feel if I dedicate myself to the sport like I have been and keep progressing and keep staying on the upward curve who knows who knows and once if you ever manage to achieve something like that whenever I get that opportunity nobody can ever take that away from you so it would be it would be amazing to try and achieve that and is it something that's always sort of spurred you on in your sort of life and sport and career? People sort of writing you off a bit and, and doubting your ability. You mentioned sort of comments on interviews and wanting to sort of prove those people wrong. Have you always had that sort of side to you that you've you've had that fuel you a little bit? Definitely, definitely. I think, you know, there's been certain things that have happened to me in the past in my rugby career. And I, it's always been a, a, some people deal with it different ways. I just see it as, you know, that's great. Let's prove you wrong. Let's, let's, let's show you what it's about and the end of the day nobody can take it away from you if you have 100% and apply yourself to something um, and I think that the age that we live in and how easy it is to get on the internet and comment and stuff you've got to just take a lot of these comments with a pinch of salt but I, I just use it use it for me use it in a positive way don't look at it in a negative way use it in a positive way so that's brilliant Like it's good keeps me up gets me up at 6 o'clock in the morning and go a run gets me up at whatever time to go to the gym so that's brilliant I love it and you've got the sort of Glasgow Warrior as, as the nickname and you mentioned becoming the first sort of Scottish 
to become Scottish heavyweight to become sort of British or Commonwealth champion. I mean, obviously Glasgow and Scotland got sort of a fair bit of history in boxing and, and growing up as a boxing fan, what are your sort of memories of boxing in Scotland? Did you sort of get to go to many shows and that growing up or who did you sort of look yeah. up to when you were watching watching boxing? I mean, Scott Harrison was the was the world champion when I was young. Um, he used to fight at Brayhead. So I can remember I went to about three or four of his world title defences or world title challenges at Brayhead and watched him. That was obviously, you know, a big inspiration. Um, out with that, you know, I used to... I actually went and watched Mike Tyson when he fought at Hamden. He fought a guy, Lou Sabaret. He knocked him out in about 20 seconds. But me, my dad and my granddad went to that and watched that. That was, you know, a, a good, amazing experience. The hype around... Mike Tyson was unbelievable. So just to even be there, even I don't think I even got to see a punch thrown because everybody was standing up for the first 20 seconds. And I was only young, so I think I was standing up my chair trying to see I couldn't see, but it was just amazing to be there. Um, Lennox Lewis was obviously a hero growing up. He was the main man in the division. Um, Joe Kozagi has always been a real, you know, I've loved, I loved watching Joe Kozagi. I went to watch him fight down in Cardiff. Um, Ricky Hatton was obviously always a big name in Britain at the time. Um, and then, yeah, so I've, all, I've always had an interest. I've always loved watching British fighters and looking up old fights and watching old fight documentary movies and stories. And yeah, I, I, like I say, I just love the sport. And you mentioned your dad and granddad taking you to that Mike Tyson fight and, and having a bit of history in the sport. What do they make of, of what you're doing now and choosing to go into boxing? Well, unfortunately, my grandfather's no longer with us. Oh, sorry to hear but, that. Ah, it's all right. Listen, it's um, I, I, he would probably. I'm sure he's proud. I'm sure he's proud. He he was a professional boxer. He left home when he was 14, joined the Booths and the Circus, which was like the arranged fights that we got, and it was like a big show business. A, you know, a show that they got, and I would challenge the guy and I'll fight him. So he had a tough upbringing. Done his national service when he was 19 for two years. Fought over in Berlin. Um, just after the war had ended in the early 50s. And then he came out of the army and turned professional. And I think he fought at Paisley. He had a couple of fights down at Paisley Ice Rink. And apparently Muhammad Ali back in the 60s had an exhibition bout there. So I, you know, I'm sure he'd be proud of me. He'd probably be telling me everything I was doing wrong. But I, I'm sure he's proud. My dad, again, you know, the, the support I have for my family, especially my mum and dad's amazing. So I'm sure they kind of worry sometimes because, I mean, I wouldn't want to watch my child get punched in the head but aye they probably worry about me but nah they, they're behind me 100% they give me a lot of support and aye I can't thank them enough for all the, the help and everything they've done so far for me Well it certainly sounds like it's been a, a fascinating story so far and it'll be interesting to see how it goes look forward to watching your, your pro career start and um, yeah hopefully it goes well all the best I'll be watching with interest Thank you very much thanks for having me